Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman, Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point, and our homeboy, former Blues defenseman, and now on-air host at 101 ESPN, Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen, what the hell's going on? More than just a homeboy for me, because I will repeat the story. Yeah, this got me... This. This really caught me off guard. Dude, this is awesome. Yeah, it on, is the, awesome. Uh, on the uh, resuming program. I'm wondering if there's program. some sort of fee I need to pay for this. <laughs> it's not a fee. Have you ever seen the movie where the the guy goes, your pizza's here, and the lady goes, well, I have no money to pay. <laughs> oh, yes. I've seen that one. It's always payback. Yeah. It's, always, it's amazing. She always finds a way to pay. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> and then the story still goes on after that. It's, it's amazing really how weird. many people don't have money in this world. Um, so uh, the the topic of your favorite all-time athlete came up. And it, who do you guys – who's your favorite all-time athlete, Jamie, first of all? And I know it's a tough question wow. to answer, just, A, <laughs> and then, two, just to throw it at your face. I can give you one, too, while you think, Jamie, because I know this. My, my kids actually ask me this You're going to hear some clanking around while he's thinking. <laughs> but it, I'm sorry, Donnie. Go ahead. No, 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 no. My, my one, two, three is uh, Michael Jordan, Ozzie Smith, Wayne Gretzky. Those are, those are my three – that I mean, like, I mean, obviously, I watched all of them in 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 their prime in my mm-hmm. formative years, you know. So it means a lot. But all three of those guys, like, if I ever met any one of those three, I would be an absolute utter disaster, worse yeah, than normal, and a mess. And you keep thinking, I, I we met Wayne Gretzky and the dude, and I know I was the same way. But you correct me if I'm wrong. The dude brings it down immediately because he's just a dude that wants to talk hockey. That's it. Yeah, he's pretty chill. He, he really is. And I, I was like you, dude, just like that the whole time. I go, ah, dude, 200 points in a season, I want to hug him. Yeah, right, just, yeah. just, ah. I, yeah. The first time I met Wayne Gretzky, before I get to my three athletes, yeah. and didn't want to cut you off, but since we're on Gretz here, sure. he gets traded to St. Louis, and the next morning, you know, I'm a young kid, I'm like 19, maybe 20 at the time. And I'm looking through the locker room, and I'm like, like there it is. There it is. <laughs> there's, the guy, there's the guy, you know? And everybody's kind of hovering around, so I'm like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go say hi. 
Uh, we should say you were a member of the team. At yes, the time. I was a member okay, of the you team. You weren't yeah. just a creep. <laughs> well, actually, both statements would be true. Okay. This was Brentwood Ice Rink, and you broke in. But anyway, <laughs> no, this was down at the Keel Center, and Gretz was in his spot where he was sitting next to Holly. But Holly wasn't there yet, and he's reading a newspaper. And like, if, if you've ever seen Wayne off the ice, like you think it's just like your accountant. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a hockey player, and so I walk through the room and I go to walk over to him and. Uh, I go, hey, how you doing? And he gets up. He's like, oh, hey, I'm Wayne. Nice to meet you. I'm Wayne. I'm like, no fucking shit. Right? I know. It says it right behind you. Yeah. Thanks, man, because I was worried I didn't know who you were. Sorry, you know? That's right. You're number 99, too. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought you were Tony McKegney. Sorry. <laughs> Can't mistake that. No, but anyways, no. he gets up, and uh, I tell him my name. He's like, yeah, Jamie. He's like, oh, yeah, get a great junior career. I, I know you've put up some big numbers, you know. Great to great to be on board, blah blah blah. And I was like, "What? The fuck? He actually knows me." Like, <laughs> right, yeah. there's a lot of people. I'm, "Hey, buddy, how are you?" I walk away, I go, "I have no idea who that is." Sure, right? Yeah. right? I thought that was one of the situations. And the amount of people that has introduced themselves to him. Oh God! In that exact 19, 20 year old situation. Yeah, yeah. all over the world, right? Yeah. But no, Gretz stood up, knew my name, knew a little bit about me, and that was it. We're off and running. He sat about two stalls over from me in the locker room, so. You know, he was fair game whenever I was in a mood to bug people. Well, Wayne got it, and Wayne gave it back, and it was truly, it was pretty surreal experience. That That is pretty neat. Before you get to, your, to yours, this just brought up a question real quick, and I don't mean to interrupt, but, like, is there, um like, an unwritten rule, sort of, or about how the rookies or younger players approach a, a, a Gretzky or an Iserman or... Or something along those lines. Hockey doesn't feel like it would be that way to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, there's not an unwritten rule by any means. There's just a certain level of comfort that you have, right? And you either have it or you don't. And a lot of younger guys don't have that comfort because they don't want to piss anybody off. Sure. I was a little different, okay? Imagine that. (laughs) I didn't want to piss people off, but I wanted to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And, like, to me, having a good time is not walking in and being like this... Good day, sir. And like, sit down and can I get you a coffee? Or you mm-hmm. know, that wasn't me. Yeah. Me, I wanted to be like, oh my God, you look like you combed your hair with a firecracker today, Wayne. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And it shits all over the place. And that was me. But that's how I built my role within the team was just like, whoever you are, whatever you are, he's just going to say what he wants to say. And if you want to fire back, fire back by all means. Right. And that's how I developed some of the best friendships in the game then and still to this day. All right. So you're three. My three. Uh, well, can, can I give mine? First? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, let me, Go let me ahead, give Jeff. Mine Oh my god, Jeff. I guess it was because we were off air, and we and and you told I me. I mentioned and, it off and, air, and so, yeah. Sorry. So that I thought you did. I'm yeah, sorry. By all no, means, no, Jeffs fine. are probably the best. My <laughs> one of I, I I think my favorite one, the one I said on the air, was Pele, because an incredible athlete, obviously, overcame a lot. Obviously, met him once. Very nice person. Obviously, there was a, a bit of a language barrier. That's right. Uh, and but, police involved. <laughs> it was a language barrier because there was plastic between us. <laughs> Can't understand you. It's because of the plexiglass. Um, so it, him, uh, and then uh, this is going to be really a Tommy Her. Okay, was another one, and 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 Jamie Rivers. And the reason of the the other two, and obviously not Pele, and I know this sounds like a dick thing to say, but it's not statistic driven. <laughs> Clearly, it's not awards and accolades driven. What everybody doesn't know is that when we had this brief conversation before, Burton just absolutely snapped that one out of nowhere, like, and it was her. pretty great. I was like, I kind of feeling good about myself, and he just absolutely kicked me right in the balls. But let's look at it. In a real, the real reason why I did this is because if you look at your statistics and your hockey career, 
Please don't. I mean, yeah. First of all, don't. <laughs> for, second of all, good luck finding this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you were not a star. You bounced around. You got a dick of a coach in Mike Keenan. And if you haven't heard that story, go back to a different Last Minute Blues podcast and hear how much of a dick Mike Keenan was to this guy and many others. Yet you still, how many teams you played for, how many years you stuck around, and you're not a bitter ex-employee. Donnie, how many bitter ex-radio employees do you know? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know that I know many that aren't. I mean, to be very honest with you. And also, too, though, they, they say that, though, about, about certain players, man. Guys that you want to have around, you want yes. to have in the locker room. Yes, absolutely. And he would be that. And I've never even, I don't even know if I've ever even been on the ice with you. Probably not. But seems like that kind of guy. And then watching him coach the uh, St. Charles Chill. And how you treated those people. So maybe you're – I'm saying how much of an overall person I, I'm impressed with as you. Not necessarily my favorite athlete. But you were an athlete when I first met you. And then as his career wound down, it was always – he was always on the show. You know, and we knew him from radio. You yeah. and I did, Donnie. And it was always, hey, this is what I want to do when I get done. And he would come to me and he would come to you and talk with you. And what do I do here? And who should I go here? And there's an offer here, but what about this? And now look at him. Yeah. To me, it's impressive. Well, absolutely so. And I think one of the best parts about sports, man, one of my favorite parts about sports is like, you know, of course, we all love Brett Hull. And of course, we all love Michael Jordan, probably for the most part or whomever. But but it's the nuts and bolts people that make up the teams and as big fans, we get really attached to those nuts and bolts uh, people who become just as much of our favorite players as the big guys. And he's Jose the nut, Okendo, not the bolt. If I met Jose Okendo, <laughs> I would probably be just as as tripped out as if I met Ozzy. Right. You know, so like it's that's one of the most wonderful parts about sports. I, you know, I I, you, I feel. Do you remember the number five from the Cardinals, Albert Pujols, before him? Oh, okay. slightly. Uh, a guy named Mike Ramsey. Do you okay. remember him? Yeah. I want to say he was on the 82 yes, World Series team. Yes, he and was. He may have even been he may have been at third base when they clinched because I remember him jumping on top of the the pile. Fro, mustache, skinny guy, probably had 100 hits in his entire baseball career. Yeah. But he was on the 82 World Series team. Yeah, man. Somehow some way he was there. He was a part of it cuz he was on the field and since then the guys disappeared. I I want to know where he is. If yeah. anybody knows where Mike Ramsey is, <laughs> yeah. I want to know. His Wikipedia page lists all the teams he played for, where he went to college, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him, but back in the day, he was the underdog kind of thing. He was the guy that didn't always play, but seemed like a decent guy. And when he was called on, he gave 110% and was there for his, 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 uh, his teammates. And, and I don't know if it's a St. Louis thing, and Jamie, we're going to let you talk at some point. But, like, uh, <laughs> okay. but, but I think one of the things about guys like Jamie, man, is like, um, I mean, for me, and, and I don't know if this is a St. Louis thing or what, but like, um, and I know it goes, without, it's, it's said, but like, you know, man, my mom and dad are blue collar workers. My dad especially was a blue collar dude, cuts on the knuckles, tired when he got home because he worked his ass off. So like, man, you know, man, we just appreciate people with great work ethics, yes, man. Yeah. And it's not anything that I think should go unnoticed, whether it be our buddy Jamie or whomever else, man. I just think it's something that I've always appreciated in whatever sport that I've I played. wish you would tell us your three athletes were sitting here waiting for <laughs> Well, <laughs> first guy. of all, poor guy. ten minutes in and everybody's right. going, is Jamie there? Right. First of all, guys, I want to thank you for the free ad. That was amazing. <laughs> um, 
there will be no payment, but thank you very much. Uh, yeah, my three athletes, uh, Michael Jordan, I, th- I thought that uh, he was incredible. And when this Last Dance, Last Dance documentary just came out, just solidified it for me. I don't really care that he was an asshole at times. He wanted to win. And that's kind of what you're programmed to do is go out and win as an athlete. So tremendous respect for Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. Growing up, he was the, the shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I got to play with him. Then I got to play for him in Phoenix. He was my head coach. And I now I know him on a personal level as friends, as colleagues. And it's like he's just the, one of the best guys ever. So Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson. Oh, Bo Jackson. That's a great one. <clears throat> Bo Jackson. For me, I remember watching him the very first time I think I've ever watched a full college football game way back when he was playing running back. And he got the ball and he just went through like five guys and went the length of the field. And I was like, who is that dude? Yeah. Then they gave a whole backstory of how like the coach found him in high school. He was stealing pigs from like a farm and they couldn't catch him. So one day he just said, why don't you come play for the football team? Don't worry about all the pigs you've stolen from me. Why don't you come play for the football team? And they handed him the ball, and he took off, and the rest is history. Some pigskin. It was still pigskin either way. That's yeah. probably why. <laughs> Dude, he felt that, comfortable. That would absolutely. He, That's he a great is, list. He's yeah. got to be in my in my ten for sure, man. I mean, that was. It just, at that time, it blew my mind that this dude could run over Brian Bosworth yeah. and then a couple months later hit a 430-foot bomb and then make an unbelievable play. Well, how about his arm? Oh, his arm. Throwing it from, like, dead, he, like, off his heels, basically, full from center field all the way to home play with no bounce. Ridiculous. The only person that I saw that that, that is similar to that man and I'm sure there are more, but that I can remember is Rick Ankiel. Yeah, that's the first thing. When you say arm, I think Rick Ankiel. Dude, when that cat is like flat-footed on the warning track and throws a BB to home, like, I could never do that. It's just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. So those are my three. Boy, those are good. Those are good, too. Thanks for mentioning me, jerk. You you know uh, (laughs) what? You're my favorite hiker. You know, guys, (laughs) we actually can talk a little hockey now. Uh Huh? There, there's a little, there's a little something. What is this hockey? There's a little, of? there's a little something. Mm. So I have not gotten into the nuts and bolts of how all this is going to work. And people have asked me, and I don't know if you guys saw on social media, like, what do you think of how? And pl-? I'm but very honest. I don't give a shit. I am mm-hmm. so happy that hockey's back. I, I it's going to be imperfect. I'm sure, but I'm just stoked that it's back. Can you tell us, for those that don't know, can you break down how this is going to work? Because I know the Blues clinched the division. I know we have one of the top four seeds. But can you kind of go through that, man? Yeah, what you're going to have is you're going to have the bottom, what, six teams, okay? They're going to have a play-in mode, which basically means the teams, like two teams that were not even part of the playoff picture, are getting a second chance. Man, it's based, based upon... Winning percentage slash games remaining. They just, nobody, it was not going to be perfect, right? So this is the way they do it to create fairness for those teams that were on the bubble. So there'll be a play-in round, round robin, and then from there it'll work itself out. They will seed themselves, whoever wins that round robin. The same time, the top four teams, instead of giving them a bye, which was the original plan, is give those teams a bye and let these other teams battle it out in like a playoff series and will, you know, reward the top teams. Well, the top teams were like, no, nah, we don't want that because we've been on the shelf for quite a while here. Yeah. We'd like to play some meaningful games. So the Blues, uh, in the Blues, in the Western Conference, you've got the Stars, the Knights, the Blues, and the Avs. They'll play a round robin of four teams. And basically what happens there is whoever wins, whoever gets the most points of that 
it will create the seeding of one through four. Oh, okay. For the playoffs. Of those top four teams. Of those top about. four teams. So there is a reason for this now because if you suck in that one round robin, you finish fourth, you're going to play the fifth place team, which obviously that's supposed to be a tighter matchup. Mm-hmm. And if you finish in first, you have the, the chance that, like, a Chicago, I know we hate the Blackhawks, but they have a chance of sneaking in here through this play-in round. Mm-hmm. And if they find a way to knock off the current seven or eight teams right now and get in there, you could have a Blues-Blackhawks first round, which could be pretty darn phenomenal. I'd I mean, be okay with that. You I'm know what I mean? starting to feel funny in my pants. I know, I did too. It's, yeah, and it's weird. It's scary all at the same time, though, because you think that, well, the top four teams should have a distinct advantage, but, you know, the intensity that's going to be coming from the bottom tier where they're playing their way in, and now they're playing for their lives to, to stay in the playoffs, that's a different level than playing for seeding. Right. You know? And I think that that's the one part that's going to be hard for some teams. Now, that being said, I think the Blues are wired perfect for this. Yeah. Reason being, they don't give a fuck who you are. They're going to stomp your ass. Yeah, love it. That's the bottom line. Like Craig Berube, he's not going to say, I'm worried about playing the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm worried about playing this team. No, we're going out there today, and we're going to win the goddamn game. That's it. No excuses. Oh, you've been off for four months. Hey, uh, go over there. That guy fucking cares. I don't. Yeah, but Chicago uh, would not make the playoffs, and now they might. I don't care. Let's just play. I don't care. That's his attitude. We might end up having to play this team. It. Doesn't matter. Why don't they? And I'm sorry if you answered this question. The the top four, the Blues, Avalanche, Dallas, and why, Vegas. Why do they have to do a seeding? Why can't they go by how they ended the well, season? Well, because then there's some pissing and moaning. Okay, so Dallas and the Knights were back quite a ways. I don't. I forget the exact number. Doesn't really matter. They weren't close enough. But Colorado has an argument, right? Because they had a game in hand on the Blues and they were one point behind in the standings. So their argument is, if we would have won that game in hand. We'd be one point ahead of the Blues. We didn't get a chance to play that game. As my dad used to say, if cow shit was buttermilk, you wouldn't have to churn it. <laughs> if, my aunt was on, if my aunt had balls, you'd be my uncle. She'd be your uncle. So, anyways. My aunt would be. What? Um, anyways. I get it. So, it's the easiest way. Is this our, is this our second edit of the day? <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't worry, Jeff. I'll go back and edit it. Thank in you. post. Thank All you. good. Thank you. Thank Just you. like you guys edited me out of the first 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played. So, <laughs> so, bottom line, will there be a Toronto hub or not? Because I oh, listen wow. to go you right guys. Oh, wow. right into it, eh, Donnie? Well, yeah. this guy. 60 he, minutes over here. Here's the reason why I'm thinking it is because <laughs> I heard you guys talking about there would be uh, one down here and one up there in America's uh, – yeah ceiling fan up there um but kerber yesterday was saying he didn't think there'd be a canadian one okay well right now it's a little dicey okay so curbs isn't wrong but what we have to realize here is the american dollar is a dollar 25 maybe even a dollar 30 to the canadian dollar so Mm -hmm. going to put a hub city up there paying in u.s dollars it actually becomes cheaper it's like having doing something on sale and the biggest restriction they have right now is The teams would have to have a 14-day quarantine if they go into Canada. That's the federal regulation. But Bill Daly went ahead and talked to Homeland Security and had hockey players deemed as essential Essential, businessmen. some Essential workers, that's what it is. And so by doing that, they can forego the 14-day quarantine. But even if they don't have to, what you do is you take that entire Eastern Conference 
and you send them immediately for training camp. So they'll spend 14 days in a hotel To the Canada is what you're to saying. To Canada. Okay. And then once that 14 days is up, they're all already in Canada. So now they can play out the whole Eastern Is this conference. your idea or is this what may happen? Or a little of both? Well, it's what people who I know that are high up are telling me. Okay. And, so, and I'm also putting a little bit of my own opinion on it at the end just because that's a perfect case scenario. Toronto right. is just flooded with with hotels and accommodations and hockey rinks and all this stuff. They have like four or five major, six actually, rinks that are junior hockey or pro, which could totally accommodate anything you want to do. You well, could we got play. Webster Groves. <laughs> now here, okay, bring that Kennedy up. Kennedy Rec Center is five yeah, minutes from my we house. Got Fenton, come on. So just quickly, because I know we, we got, yeah. you know, Donnie's got to yeah, go yeah. do his push-ups and stuff. So here, we got. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> By the way, you look great. You do look great. Nice chest. Hey. Now, Toronto, I'm, I'm assuming Toronto in the east, and then we're thinking, uh, we're not where, the NHL is probably taking Vegas in the west. Obvious reasons. The accommodations, you could put like five, six teams in one hotel right. with their families and just lock it down. You don't have to worry about people going in and out and stuff like that. They do have rinks to accommodate it, so... In my opinion, you'll end up with Toronto. You'll end up with Vegas. Now, where I was pissed off at first was, and I asked Bill Daly this the other day on our show, uh, I said, why not St. Louis? Like, you guys love it here. Mm-hmm. You had the Winter Classic. We had the All-Star Game. We saw what the NHL Finals did. Knocked it all out of the park. Killed it. Yeah. And guess what? We have a brand new facility. State-of-the-art. Incredible. His thing was the accommodations in and around St. Louis. They're too spread out. So your hotels, yes, you have enough hotels to accommodate, but they're too spread out. They want to keep that shit tight, like yeah. all together. Otherwise, he says, you know, he loves St. Louis. I was ready. I fucking gloves right. were off. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I was like, I don't work for you, you Bill Daly. You were pulling Daly. jersey over already, weren't you? I don't sweat you. <laughs> Wearing them glasses. So, I know they're not even real. Okay, so we let's just say Toronto. Let's just say Vegas. Yeah. What, what are we talking about date-wise? Early Ju- July? Yeah. Training camp's probably like a July 1st type thing. I don't think you see hockey until at least August. I think that that's where we're headed right now. So then, hmm. okay. At so, least August. So yeah. then playoffs, full playoffs. It would be the first round as of right now. This is where they haven't solidified it yet. Okay. I think they want to see how the, the virus goes, how mm-hmm. pissed off it gets or how not pissed off it gets and how people react to it. So it's, a, it's, a, it's fluid, everything that's going on. But it would look to me like the first round of the playoffs would be a three out of five. Okay. And then the third or second, third, and fourth would be traditional four out of seven. Okay. But then will there be – so then Stanley Cup champion gets awarded – how long of a break is there before we start going again? It's That's like 45 minutes. Right. Everybody, right. Essentially, everybody shower out and get back out there. In theory – it would be about three weeks, okay? Wow. But that's not going to happen. Without the Olympics being a part of things next year and no All-Star game, Gary Bettman's going to bump back as much as possible and condense it to further on. So you'd be looking at a November training camp uh, and December regular season. Wow. And how many games are you thinking? Half? 82. Oh, 82. Wow. Well, they'll get him in there. Wow. Now you might see an expanded roster, too, of 28 to 29 guys so that – you're not absolutely murdering your guys because you're playing back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back for right. the whole time. Right. It's going to be difficult. It won't be easy. But you know what, guys? 
We're in a unique situation. Like you fucking, it's, you adapt, you overcome, right? You just do what you have to do, and that's it, bottom line. I find it unbelievable that we're talking here, almost June, and we've got the NHL that at least has a loose plan as to how this is going to go, and you've got Major League Baseball pissing back and forth between the two sides. I don't know whose fault it is. I got to tell you. I don't fucking care. No, me either. You huh? should figure it out because you are killing your sport that is already not in a great in a in a great spot in our in our country. You're going to kill it. Yep. If they if they go a full year, dudes dudes. Yeah, buckle up, tough. Donnie. I'm I, telling you, buckle up. You thinking that's a possibility? Yeah, it is. The, listen to what the players are saying, right? They're all about they're all pissed off and I get it, okay? Here, I'll give you my quick little Mr. Baseball guy here, right? The owners want a sliding pay scale. So basically, that happens to companies who are having trouble financially. You have a sliding pay scale, but the problem is is your books are wide open so that your employees can see, we brought in X amount of dollars, so therefore, with our payroll, this is all we can pay and still keep the fu- the, the company functioning. Mm-hmm. But they're not disclosing the books. So them saying we have a sliding pay scale, it's like they're going in blind. So the player's like, well, why the fuck would I only take... Seven percent of my contract when you might be raking it in. Like if you're losing money or you're breaking even, hey, guess what? I'll take the seven percent of my paycheck because I want baseball to stay in That's business. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I cannot believe that these this group of people, whether it's owners, players, whomever, can't get together and go for the good of all of us. We may screw this up, dude. And, and what's also crazy is if I'm not mistaken, they're a year away from. The 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 yeah. contract with the MLB CBA. with the CBA. Oh boy, yeah. So another so, you, this so is another posturing too at the same time. Yeah. So use, I mean, good use of that word. By thank the you way. very little. You're now it's it just it's heartbreaking. To, think of, I, I, think I, of Hubbard Radio, okay, for a second. I just did when you were saying that. Okay, so think of Hubbard Crazy. Radio. I did I, walking honestly, in did. and telling all of us we're going to have a sliding pay scale mm-hmm. and we're going to cut your pay by fifty percent. Okay, because we're having hard times, pandemic, you know, everything's going on. So that that's your offer. You'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Well, what is this based upon? Right? Well, right. it's we're losing. But are you? Like, we need to see the books, right? Because otherwise, I'm not taking a pay cut. I have a contract, first of all. And I'm, I, I deserve to see the books. If you're going to slide my pay down, I should know that it's because you're actually in financial trouble. Well, right now, the owners aren't providing that. And now the players are really screwing it up because they're out in the media talking That's about That's the big it. thing Shut I heard the you say. Fuck yeah. Up, yeah. Guys. NHL is behind behind closed doors NBA when it comes to that. NBA behind stuff. closed doors for the most part. NFL, well NFL just do whatever the hell they want. They're right. like we're going to play and we're going to have 50,000 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to cure this thing on our own. We're, we're actually expanding the seats <laughs> yeah. to bring in more people. Yeah. And I and I we're know that, put two people in every chair. <laughs> and I know that the players are responsible here too, but it, when owners of any team of almost any sport start talking about the bottom line, I'm like, yeah. dudes, like, I mean, and I can only go like like the Pagoulas in Buffalo um, for the Sabres and, and oh. for the Bills. Like, dudes, that guy is worth like $4 billion. And they're talking about ending payment for their employees at the end of June. And I'm just, I'm sorry, like, like. I, that shit just will never make sense to me, man. I, it, it, uh, somebody that that Donnie and I know you you and I both know that I really respect his his opinion on business stuff said that a company 
You're welcome. Uh, a company, a big company, whether it's let's say it's a car dealer or whatever, that closes their doors because of this. That has been around for a long time. That has been very successful. It closes their doors because of this. Had something coming anyway. Because if you make a crap ton of money as a business and something like this closes you, you weren't doing it something right. You weren't saving for a rainy day, quote unquote. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it just, man, and, and we could talk about this another day, and I know we got to wrap up. But, like, you know, man, when you talk about, like, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are just taking the competitive balance money and then not spending it on the team. This is why I, baseball needs a salary cap. I went off on it the oh, other day. Oh, you did? I heard it. I heard and it. I know players are going to want to walk in and fight me, but they're fucking wrong, okay? At NHL, we fought forever to not have a salary cap, and we should have just had one from the beginning. Because it raises the floor. The floor slides up with the salary cap. So, therefore, your lowest paid guy starts to get raises. You're financially better off as a player's union when you have a salary cap. Now, it has to. With the salary cap, just for people people may not know because I'm not sure. When there's a salary cap, there's a ceiling, ceiling and, and a floor, floor right? Yeah. And it, so, you're moves. saying Pittsburgh would be held their feet to the fire. Yeah, they, they couldn't just spend say, money. oh, yeah. by the way, the Yankees are going to bail us out this year. No. They couldn't they'd be like, okay, I have to spend $85 million on my payroll this year. How do we get there? You're forced as a business to pay that. And well, if you can't, then don't own a damn baseball. That's well, right. Well, dude, and yeah. it's just so like, I mean, it was a handful of years ago where that team for a couple of years, they were legit. Yeah. The p- fans were flocked. That place was packed and loud. You know that there's the fan base there, mm-hmm. and that is just the owner flaunting. And, and that is just and that was based on one player, McCutcheon. Really, right? Well, no, I mean, I, that, are I mean, you those talking were, further back? Um, that. Further back, okay. because you remember they were running with the Cardinals for for oh, for, yeah. for the for 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 the hot prominent there Central. for a long time, but yeah. they didn't put anything into that team, and then it just freaking dissipated, and now they're terrible. Well, they start tanking man. right in a rebuild, and at the same time as they tank, they didn't spend money because they're like, well, fuck it, Big Brother over here who made a couple hundred million, they'll save me with the luxury tax thing. And so that's what happened. Is the Dude. the big fish fed the little fish? Well, how about just making every fish feed themselves, hold them accountable, push their business model to a bigger, better product, and now you have something about, that's fair. How about you teach me to fish as opposed to giving me fish? Because if you give me fish, you feed me for a day. But if you teach me to fish, you feed me for a lifetime. And once again, the ending of this podcast has become absolutely abundantly, abundantly when, clear. When Jeff Burton starts <laughs> quoting the Bible, <laughs> when, when we're philosophizing, it's probably you time to bail out. That water into wine. And hey, you got listen, me. you can download the Last Minute Blues podcast on any download service. Tell your friends, follow us, share. Uh, we're going to be doing this every week, and uh, and and obviously there's going to be hockey to talk about, and we're really looking forward to it. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.